It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me, a mad painter? Yes or no? Can you hear me? Oh boy. This is going to be an interesting show. I don't know if I can hear me. Let's see. A Mad Painter. This is a show that apparently isn't going to happen. So I'm a little curious here. Let me see if I can find everybody. Not sure what's going on. I see you, Ahmed. All right, let me try to call in on this other phone because I don't know what's going on. Uh, folks, it's, I hope you can hear me. I don't know if you can or not, uh, being that for some reason. Oh, good. Ahmed says he can hear me. Ahmed Painter, great. Awesome. Listen, I just talked to uh, Ken R. Johnston Sr. He's at the UPS store right now. So he's going to be an hour late, and Jan's telling me on the phone that they're behind and can uh, they make it another night. So can you talk to me for a minute <laughs> about what we're supposed to be doing? Because I can't seem to hear you. I don't know what's wrong, but I'm going to call in on another phone. So uh, you think they can hear you? I can't hear you, so it must be my equipment. So I'm going to call in on another phone. Okay. Let's see here. Folks, I hope he's talking to you. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be able to listen to the show. Ahmed, can you hear me now? I can hear you. I could hear you the whole time. Oh, how embarrassing. You can't hear me. Uh uh. (laughs) But I can hear you now. I had to call in on another phone. Very interesting. You can hear me. Yes. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. I had no problem well, hearing good. All right. Well, I hope you're doing okay because I've been having a lot of funky things happen. Not sure why. But uh, how are you doing <laughs> since we haven't been able to talk? It's been a crazy day. 
has it been on computers? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it's been a crazy day of my life. Oh, how's your wife? <laughs> She's on good. Oh, my goodness. This is like... Old Homes Week, and everybody's busy, folks. I, I get, well, apparently Jan is busy working, and Barry is. They want to know if they could just talk to us when they get back. And Aggie called, and Aggie probably could have come on. I didn't know. So I guess I could call Aggie to talk. But Ken says he'll be an hour late. So, folks, life's just speeding up, and for some reason, mine is I'm not in touch with the universe and the equipment. <laughs> well, did you get anything done today, Ahmed, for the ACO or American Communication Online or for the magazine? I haven't been online most of the day. So you've been sick? No, I've just been busy with life. Busy with life. Okay, I guess everybody else is too. I don't know how we're going to get anything done, folks, except just talk to each other. So uh, I'm not sure what we're supposed to do. I, I don't want to lead this. So <laughs> this is supposed to be an oral, oral archive. I was hoping for uh, KUFOs tonight for Jan Aldrich and Barry. They're uh, teaming up as UFO historians and researchers, and we were hoping they were going to get, give us a bunch of names in the files tonight. And... Uh, they're very much about UFO enthusiasm and the old files and researchers. And I've been talking to other people about them. And I thought we would just do a discussion on who's who in the Center of UFO Studies, which was the Center of UFO Studies and the old paper files. And Barry Greenwood and Jan are just so busy. They said, can they just call us and we'll just concentrate on them while they fall do the files. So uh, if you're out there listening in Facebook, Lynn, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. And I think I'm getting a little ahead of the horse by trying to get them to come on and tell me all about everything in their files because they're really busy scanning. And one thing that caught my eye, Ahmed, was how they talked about Italy was way ahead of us. So I put that in the little description. So I thought we were going to discuss Who's who in center of UFO studies? So since we're not, <laughs> I'm at, after seven years, you'd think I know how to ad lib. So the more I try to focus on one thing, it doesn't happen. Why is that, Ahmed? You've been doing this for years and years. I've got no clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's okay, folks. I could call and see if Jan... Uh, would talk to me, but he's probably tell me. I told you I'm too damn busy. <laughs> Let me see what he said. Hold on, I've got him bubble. Bubbles are these. Uh, they say we're in our own bubbles these days. Hi, you had four guys. We have to get something done here. We are falling behind. After we turn home, would be better. Okay, I'm on one of them. Oh, you're on. Two different devices, and one of them was feeding back into the other one. Well, I've got it. Let's see. Oh, you're right. I've got both hands in my hand. Cause, okay. Put that down. Well, I'm going to turn off the phone so you 
can hear me twice. I mean, I didn't know you could hear me. Are you still there now? Well, I don't know what happened to her. I guess she turned off the wrong one or something. <laughs> Can you hear me now, there Matt? There we go. <laughs> I had two phones, one in each hand and one in the studio and one on the board, so I had to uh, figure out. Well, I'm not going to get to hear from Jan. They're too busy. He said uh, it'll be better next week when they get home because what it is, folks, is they're really only got each other. And uh, Jan Aldrich, he said, you had four guys coming on yesterday. We have something done here, falling behind. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, live on air. I'm going to put live on air. I'm typing to Jan right now, folks, in these computers. It's uh, We're going to talk uh, live on site for now. Uh, I announced you. Okay. All right. Not a problem. So, Mad, that was all live, folks. We do live shows, and I guess I got to scratch everything you see. And uh, hopefully, Ken's going to come tell us what all he's got planned because he's going to be doing the expo. There's there's a lot going on, but what happened is we've got too much going on, and uh, I I try to help everybody. So I'm trying to be a. You know what it's like herding cats. And try. <laughs> I'm like the ringmaster, so I get to be the ringmaster, and I'm not a very good one. So I'm gonna have to go back. Let's see, change it. Af. I'm mad. What are we gonna call it now? I gotta delete all this, so they're not coming on. Oh, I have no clue. <laughs> what okay, you we'll want put to a call it? <laughs> oh, I know who I can get. Uh, uh, well, it's too late now. Everybody's in the in the phones, and I don't know how to do that properly. Uh, so I guess it's going to be up to us uh, to do this. So I've got plenty of people I could call, but I could just start getting them on. Uh, I start have, I'm not used to having backups, and I just was getting off the phone with Augie because uh, he and I were talking for like an hour. You know Augie Nost, so he oh, was yeah. going to help us tomorrow. Uh, can you bring in uh, – see if you can grab Kimberly, and I'll delete all this stuff that we do, are Does not doing. Does she know I'm calling her? No. Have you asked her? No. Well, I better ask her first. All right. How do I do that on my phone? Let's see. See, she's got – she's only got a phone. So Yeah, uh, she's showing away. Huh? She's showing away? Yeah, away on Skype. Oh, she's not there right now. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'm going to do some talking today. I guess I'm going to redo this. Yeah, uh, apparently, Jan uh, isn't that much radio, so it's hard to get them on because they're always so busy. So I'll just, uh, I don't know. I guess we're going to do, let's see what we've got here. Thomas R. Becker is here. And he is an author, an artist, and a radio show host, and manager, and producer. And we're trying to do a team of historians and a, a team of UFO historians and researchers. So apparently he's counting Thomas R. and Ralph Kennedy and me. 
So UFO UFOs, enthusiasts, and space advocates. Uh, well, Ahmad, you've been writing. Let's see here what I've got here. Who's who in the center of UFOs? I'll take out KUFOs. I guess what I could do is give a little history lesson. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, it's up to you. Whatever you really want to talk about, we'll talk about. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Miller. I mean, that's what I do. I, I speak with people, you know. Huh? And we and I, that's what I do. I speak with people. We just have a conversation. I know that's what I said. I guess they thought I acted like I was going to have a round table, but they they're busy, so they don't want to play today. They're really really busy. I can't blame them, folks, because they've only got so much time in this lady's home to scan, and then she's done with it. I guess they're going to chunk all the files. They don't get scanned. So I should sort of tell you what I'm talking about, folks. So. Let me go read a little history here, Matt. I'm going to pull up Jan Aldrich. I could go to ufoassociation.org, but Jan Aldrich did Project 1947, okay? So it was a worldwide effort to document the origins of the modern UFO phenomenon. So it is a research project, and uh, he had UFO reports uh, via FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, newspaper articles, and contemporary accounts. And some of the material he gathered is uh, on display at project1947.com. And that's who we were going to call, but we're not going to be able to bother him tonight. We'd have it last week if you'd like to read about it. So I didn't book anybody because they were so happy to come on this time, but they've gotten way behind in their project so they've got a new project he didn't give me the name of that but i believe he was calling it 47 to 67 so he's doing i guess 67 to 87 and maybe barry greenwood is doing 89 to 10 19 i guess 20 year increments does that sound about right Ahmed? do you remember what they talked about last time who was doing what Uh, greenwood said he was doing the 70s i know that all right so uh, they need people to speak uh, languages, apparently, Spanish, French, Italian, Dutch, and Portuguese, and uh, volunteers to translate the articles and documents so uh, into English. So if you have any uh, time for translating, we'd really appreciate it, helping out Jan. He's our lead and uh, historian. And uh, he's been doing all these scanning projects lately. And he said his next mission is to go to Washington, D.C. If he has to, I don't know how he's going to go there with his scanner on his back, I guess. But we need some more scanners. We need some equipment. But uh, we need help in transcribing handwritten and other material into Word documents. So we've had volunteers transcribing UFO material, mainly acquired uh from the Freedom of Information Act, but UFO documents can't be successfully scanned, a lot of them, so they need them to be digitally input. And so I'm going to help them as much as I can. If they tell me, <laughs> I guess I have to show up in person. But that it'll be appreciated because they're getting all these hand typed or sent in or all of this type of research 
in uh, UFO information. So we're forming this UFO association to help people that do archiving and researching and collecting. And Ahmad's one of those, and so is Ken. Ken does archiving. So there's researching of newspapers and libraries and in city morgues, but they uh, it's mainly if you have any kind of uh, ability to or interest in UFOs is there's not just going uh, and looking for sightings because there's so much history already on the planet. So uh, that Project 1947 is still in uh, process, and it will be uh, ongoing. It's not like it just quits. So the U.S. Air Force Historical Research at Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama and the National Archive and Records in Washington, D.C., and Records in St. Louis are the centers for the USA. And so uh, there's a lot of work today. So I, was, I guess people don't like to talk about working when it's volunteering for it, Ahmad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's hard to get people to volunteer their time. I know it. It uh-huh. is. It is, and it's getting even harder because there's so much to do now in, in cyberspace. Do you play any games, Ahmed? Uh-huh. Do you play any games, games on, on the, the computer? Computer? No, uh-huh. I don't have time to. Okay. I don't ever have time to do that stuff. I'm always busy working on something. Yeah. And most people are. I'm typing this in. I bet you can hear me, but I'm changing the name of it. I just fell look at UFO Association Followers and Researchers. I think it should be called X Followers. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to put X Followers there in Researchers. Okay. I'm typing so that's, away too. <laughs> are you? But you can hear me okay, or am I too far away from the mic? No, I hear you. Uh, All right. You're bringing out a little bit. I don't know if that's me or you. I'm fading out. Uh, You're blanking out a little bit, and I don't know if it's me or you, though. Oh. Well, I shouldn't have moved. I was trying to get closer. I'll leave it alone. I don't understand when you touch things electronically. Is it? Is this like my phone? My cell phone. When I get it close to my my uh, heart, it fades out. So I don't know what that's about. Well, I'm mad. I don't know. Is the energy just down because everybody's busy and it's hard to get everybody to work together? And radio shows are usually easy, folks, especially those that aren't talking. It's the ones out there listening. So, uh, you know, if you want to come on, let us know uh, because a lot of people, it's Thursday. It must be a very busy Thursday. I don't know what comes on TV, but... uh, you know, we have been doing UFOs, and there's another aspect of that we're doing with the ACO Association. That's more integrative medicine and uh, consciousness and uh, ascension age and uh, ancient investigators and uh, telling stories of what we do and how we can do it better together. It's, uh, I said we'll share a take on an armchair philosophy discussion on who's who in the Center for UFO Studies. I thought they were going to come on and talk about the people, but they've just got too much falling today. So they're in Chicago, and we need teams. We've got 
teams that go and do things based on the area they're in. Ahmad's in Georgia, but there's really you you do Valdosta, but you're not trying to collect UFO files, are you? Uh, no, I'm interested in them, and I I read quite a bit about them. <laughs> well, uh, I heard people were going to an hour instead of two hours. I don't know if that's true or not. I heard. Uh, I think you mentioned to me that this company was going to cut back an hour for the make double the price and cut back on the time. But I haven't researched it to see. I I just passed you what I was told that they were going for two hours a day up to ninety nine dollars. Interesting. But well, I mean so that's, that's just what somebody told me. I don't know. Yeah, fifty dollars an hour. Well, you know, I pay $50 a month right now for my uh, transfer of files and uh, another $50 somewhere else and 16 So I believe what's happening is all these companies I work with are charge, are up, upping their prices because it's $100 going folks to do this just so you can hear them based on podcasting, but podcasting's become a very important part of our cyberspace experience. And so people just don't want to hear they talk shows have been around forever. And uh I've got a lot of topics I'd like to talk about and get people to help us because uh we're meeting in person and we're doing uh, this weekend in Knoxville the Alien Expo, and uh, when Ken gets in, he'll start talking about that, so I can wait on that. Ahmed, don't let me get off this time without mentioning the Expo in Knoxville. It's, I believe it's the Knoxville Center. I'll have to look it up, or you can, Ahmed, if you can pull up. Can you pull up another screen while you're while I'm talking? Are you on yours? Because I, I really... Well, I got several things going right now. I'm writing... Oh, you are? Okay, so you're writing. What are you writing since you're a writer? Uh, Writers write? A book. (laughs) Well, tell me about it. Working on a book about colonization of Mars. I really can't go into anything else. Well, yeah, it's science fiction. It's, you know, we're not colonizing Mars. Well, you're going to be in a Philip K. Dick? You're going to do science fiction? I hope I can sell half as many books as he has. How many does he have? <laughs> oh, I got no clue. It, but I love the movies they made of him. So, you know, there's so much with this UFO Association and experiencing transparency. And I've learned that a lot of our military, our veterans that are really volunteering their time, you know, they don't get enough credit. And that's what last week was all about, folks, was people that really do the hard work that our world is not paying attention to, and that's the archivist. And, you know, cyberspace is all about getting the information, but we're basically running on gaming and officers, and uh, America is best known as a service industry, and we farmed out a lot of that to other countries. So, Mad, I guess let's talk about something that is productive. Since uh, the UFO Association followers and researchers aren't showing up tonight, you know, that's okay, folks, because uh, Ahmed's quick to think about writing a book. <laughs> he is part of our author's book club, 
and he's also a poet. So what he's learned to do by himself on sometimes, he devotes his first hour at least on Monday nights to his uh, writing skills and doing audiobooks for the truck drivers out there. Just like uh, he used to listen and I used to listen to people on the oh, radio. I've only done short stories. Uh, I've only done short stories audio so far. Well, let's keep the truck drivers awake, I guess. If they, if they want to listen to them. <laughs> well, I, haven't well, told, I, haven't, I haven't tried to sell them. I've just I've put a couple on YouTube, and then I, I say them out on my you know uh, show on Monday nights if I got one ready. Yeah, that YouTube's got to be the thing. I even do that at night. You know, I'll watch something I want to watch that I saved on the TiVo or box. I don't I guess it's still called the TiVo. I don't know. It's Mediacom. <laughs> and uh, they came in and changed everything out when I got hacketed by the Chinese people. It wasn't the Russians. It was the Chinese, <laughs> at least my life. So uh, I'm not affiliated with any government agencies, folks. But uh, you'd think I was the way I got hacked. Like I knew something. I think it's... I mean, do you think that we really may be keeping secrets from people with the UFO Association? Are we really? Our government? Uh, yes. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, I guess what's in the vaults we're we'll just never now get. starting to, to release stuff that the military knows about. I mean, with these, uh, with the Navy, you know, and uh, I think it's soft disclosure. They're getting us prepared for whatever is, you know, to come. Yeah, I think uh, people like Philip K. Dick was getting it direct, and uh, how, we're going to have to se- separate all our topics in our UFO association. Now, you were you always in the UFO association, or you never joined any of them? Because ours has taken over all of the old guys, the old timers. Bruce, Doctor Bruce Maccabee, uh he helped train people. No, I. I've never joined any of them things like that. I've been into UFOs since the early 70s, if not 60s. My brother was, but I wasn't. But I was. I, I used to buy the magazines and read them. You know, which that they one? Sold. Was oh, I don't remember. UFO, UFO uh, flying saucers, any kind of the uh, knockoff ones that were out there. Oh, okay. Did they have any really real pictures in them, or were they all? Today it's photoshopped, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I uh, mean, you, you don't know what... Photoshop. Well, it's you know, for... that's I do that myself. You know, I can make a you know a UFO, and you'd never know it wasn't really there. <laughs> you know, paint shop well, and Photoshop's pretty uh, unique uh, programming. Yeah, so really everything in cyberspace these days that they're picking up on their phones and looking at and reposting is uh, somebody suspect. created it. Yeah, it's, su- it's suspect. Even it's even suspect. with somebody, uh, you, you can literally make somebody say whatever you want with the right programming. Oh, that's a good subject. Uh who was talking something in the last 24 hours? I, folks, I had everything planned around talking with these guys and all the files, so I didn't do my homework. So shame on me. I had to open up 
some of my notes over here or whatever I'm working on, and we can talk about it. But let's – I'm going to just sort of talk mainstream general. Uh, Matt, what is the deal lately people are talking about you, uh, in Facebook, you know, because Facebook's like that, and for old people anyway, not the kids. They do Snapchat and uh, Instagram and uh, I don't know what what else, but – in Facebook, it's gotten to be where all these – very. they made sure they got it where businesses were posting, but they can charge for ads, and then they got people from all over the world. But they're huge. Look at the list of where all you can get Facebook, right? So, but you're well, – it's worldwide. It is worldwide. So I remember when I was driving cross-country, and I'd see national, and then I'd see international, and I'd see global. And I'd see them on the side of trucks that I was parked next to. And then here I was, little bitty Ace, uh, like I would be. Uh, I started out with FFE, Frozen Food Express. Then I, and their drive van company was American Eagle. So I liked the word American and I liked Eagle, American Eagle. And then I went to US Express, I believe. US Express was United States, right? And then. Uh, his brother owned Covenant, Covenant Transport. They were both in Tennessee and Chattanooga, so I, dro- I drove for them and uh, got to go in, and that's where I started really getting good on the computers and pushing buttons and watching people driving along the freeways. <laughs> I don't know if people knew you could do that. I didn't know you could do that, sit at a computer and watch people on the freeways, but they did, and they showed it to me. Now, that was not the military. That was civilians. Yeah, you can find live cams everywhere. You can even watch Bourbon Street. That was in the 90s, early 90s. (laughs) So, 97, we were watching because that's the year Stanton Friedman was uh, going to the 50th anniversary in Roswell. And he and I were talking back then. So, wow, I've talked to Stan a long time of my life. I sort of miss him, but that's okay. He was a good man. So tonight is a lot about the people that have been in the business. And, you know, we're going to have a memorial board uh, for our veterans that have been UFO uh, people and uh, investigators and researchers. And some of them call themselves ufologists, but... Back in the day, I don't even think they called Stanton Friedman a ufologist, did they? Because it, we developed that through the late 90s or early 2000s, I think, millennium. Uh, what I wanted to ask you was the people that are growing up as the millenniums. Now, is that 2000 to 2019 or are they were born a few years or do you know where they're breaking that? Is that based on? Uh, I really don't know where they draw the line. I don't either. Now, I helped write the book on all that historically years and years ago in internet, but I did it more from a mystical oracle researcher doing with uh, what we called uh, indigo crystal. What are those called when we break them up? They were It was intuitively speaking. We used them in the metaphysical world when I was writing for Ace Metaphysical Institute and over Ascension Age and oh. Psychic Awakening classes. Uh, like the New Age Indigo stores. Are you children? Indigo children, you know that. And 
crystal children. Yeah, that's what they started out calling them. The millenniums? No, the that that's different than the millenniums. Well, I think one is... Uh, Millennium refers to the younger crowd today, you know, people under 20, I imagine. And uh, they've all been connected to the Internet since they've been born. Yeah, since Windows 95 really did it for everybody. Windows 95. Yeah, that's right. We had Windows 95 so by 97. So Roswell was really... Now, Sally Hester was over there, and they were getting in the... UFO Museum Roswell and setting that up, you know, Walter, they had a man donate his whole library and a lot of it, it was amazing. So they started the library in Roswell. We we were considered the nuclear family, our age group. Because we hid under the our desk? <laughs> yeah, that, that was that group. <laughs> <laughs> that was that group. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. We're just talking, folks. A look at UFO Association filers and researchers before they were ufologists and alienologists and I don't know. Femin- uh, we got phenomenologists and, and then neurologists. <laughs> what are we going to call the ones into the consciousness movement? I don't know because uh, they're not millenniums, but they're. Forward age thinkers. We had the XYZ. They were the X generation, the Y generation, and the Z generation. So uh, I'll have to go back because I wrote articles, folks, on that, put it in the internet for years. And I, I was a major influencer, and uh, I don't know what one would call it. Uh, articles written for uh, magazines that have gone away, I'm mad. They've gone to the Wayback Machine, including my well, own. It's, I had American it's all magazine. digital now. Yeah, they're all, all – well, that's what these guys are doing. They're getting the paperwork, and they're you know, sitting there, and they were going to come on. But I thought that they'll, they'll talk about it next week when they, they well, can talk about all this It just takes one EMT to kill a digital age. MP – okay, say that one more time. <laughs> EMP? Oh, oh MP. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, those sort of thought wave devices, but uh, electronic. Well, it, yeah. it's electromagnetic pulse, and it wipe out all the digital. Yeah, that's always been a concern in the grid. Uh, now, we are going to be having, uh, I hope, Ken come on for the last hour here in another 30 minutes. It's been the longest 30 minutes of my life. This show, which uh, never been a one for loss of words but i am tonight well uh let's talk about that when people let's go back and we'll just talk about movies folks because talking about close encounters of the third kind with steven spielberg wasn't he the producer of close oh, encounters he was a writer with and producer. what he was a writer and producer i believe really and director Whoa. Wow, what a guy. Wow. Steven Spielberg. E.T. too. E.T. phone home. You and I did an E.T. Oh, phone home. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Oh, you mean E.T. like Steven Spielberg did? No, E.T. movie. Uh, the, 
E.T. phone yeah. home. i never seen it. It's just called E.T. Just a big E and a big T. I imagine you can get it on Netflix. D- I imagine, D- but it's not my style of movie. It was cute. It was very... Uh, it was important. It, I remember seeing it, and I liked the NASA or the white, you know, the guys wearing the big outfits, and uh, that was fun. Uh, when I was in the military, they showed uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind to my ship and wanted our opinion of it before it was released. We were used as a study group for it. Really? What year was that? That's important nostalgia. I don't know what it was. I don't oh, remember no, what year it was. It was just before it was released. Well, I think it was '86, but let's see, was I about three then. months before it was released, or four months before it was released? You're gonna make me. I'm scared I'll lose my place on the uh, computer because I don't have my phone or anything. It close. Now you're talking about Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and it was let me, seen let on me the look ship. It up. Oh yeah, they do. They do that a lot of times with the with the military. They show the sh- uh, movies um, a couple of months before they're released. Let's see what the reactions. They want to get human reaction. Well, there's a whole. Uh, I know what I did. I had to go to the hospital. It was released in '77. Close Encounters of the yeah, Third was, Kind. Yeah, that's about. So, sounds about right. What years were you in? It was released November 16th, 1977. So if you saw that. I got out in 77 in August, so it was before then. Wow. So how many years did you serve in the Navy? Three. Three years. Hardcore. But yours were in ship, right? You were off. Did you serve all of it in a ship, or did you get some a year or two on land? No, I was on a ship the whole time. All right. Well, wasn't the 76 the last year of the Vietnam War? Yeah. Our our police action? (laughs) Yep. Well, well, this is what you and I do. We we do close encounters of the third kind because you yeah, were it was in released Navy. in 1977. So, science fiction adventure about a group of people who attempt to contact alien intelligence. Uh, Richard Dreyfus played Roy Neary. Oh, I never noticed that his. I knew it was Roy, but it's Neary. He witnesses an unidentified flying object and this has a sunburn. But, you know, that was so much more. It was uh, – I wonder why they wanted the – you were on the ship. Do you remember being on the ship during the – to see this stuff? Yeah. Once a week or twice a week, they'd have a movie on the ship for the crew to watch. That's important part of UFO business because Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it was a drama fantasy for two hours and 15 minutes so- Everyone's life, but I came out and forgot to breathe. I was so affected. I had to go breathe in a, in a bag and get a rush of Benadryl or something. When, when it uh, when I when it came out, I went and seen it in the movie theater. On it the big screen. You? See, we didn't have a big screen. We you know had a regular movie screen on the ship. 
Well, I got about a movie screen in my bedroom right here. You wouldn't believe it takes up half the wall. <laughs> yeah, nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I went to see the Devil's Tower. I was very folks. This, I was very. Uh, how can I say? I'd, I'd had realities in my mind happen to me in 3D going and a man's got my book. He's put a lot of my experiences in his book. He wrote, <laughs> made the artwork too. <laughs> I, I didn't write it. I just, I just arranged it. <laughs> I hadn't even you wrote it. it. <laughs> no, I didn't write it. You wrote it. You just took my notes out of my other book. You make it made a condensed version of it. So <laughs> what are you going to call it now? Because it's, it was, we didn't even put in how much that devil's tower, man, I went out to see that devil's tower. You talk about you, some yeah, magnetic waves. That, that, that ain't in the part of that that you give me to edit. It's not. You, I didn't talk about the devil's. Oh, that, this is just it. the Area 51 area uh, story. Oh, man. It's just Las Vegas stuff? Oh, yeah, man. Just you sure? and uh, Tom getting together. Oh, man. I guess that's volume two. <laughs> well, actually, Close Encounters would be before I met Tom. Close Encounters of the Third Kind is when Gigi was born, and she's dead now. But bless her little pee-picking heart, she was just uh, three years old when it came out. I made her go see that, but <laughs> no wonder my kids are weird. <laughs> bless her heart. They grew up. So my children grew up in a UFO environment with me, and if the Navy wanted to see how that affected you, did they tell you that, that they wanted your opinion? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an important part of your life, Ahmed, and mine too. Just, maybe just yeah, I, I don't know about important. I mean, it was just, you know, they were just wanting some feedback. Any artist who, wants who, feedback on their work before it gets released. Who wanted feedback? Did your officer in charge of your yeah, the, the, guy the, the clerical guy, the clerical guy asked questions and he wrote, you know, answered answered the questions. Oh, so he had a form someone provided him from the movie yeah, industry? Yeah, he had a form, and he just, you know, he'd stand there at the end of the movie and say, oh, what would you think of this character, you know? How do you think that was presented? Oh, maybe because of the government involvement, psychological. Nah, it's it's a trapped audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on a Navy ship out. Where, where do you yeah, remember? Yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere, and you, you know. <laughs> well, I'm and glad they provide, you got they provide entertainment to the troops, and this is one of the things that you you know that they uh, get back feedback from the movies. Oh, you made you know what when you said the entertainment for the troops, you reminded me of going to Fort Polk and um, with Bob Hope, and I was going to go on tour with Bob Hope, and I yeah. I literally stayed at uh, Fort not Fort Hood Fort. I was in Louisiana. What's that? Fort Polk. Fort Polk, Louisiana. And there were military guys there, and they all came in this big room and stood upstairs looking down at us on the dance floor while we did our 
stamps. <laughs> we did camp. Yeah, the U- stamps, USO? Right? Yeah, USO. The tours. USO? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched a few of them. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom did too. It's uh, what year was that? My goodness. Bob when when you're off off somewhere else, I mean, and you and you know you can't. It's I've actually gone and watched uh, westerns in Italian, you know, just to do something. And, and you know, so when you get a chance to go see something that's in American when you're overseas, you jump at it, you know. Like USO tour. Well, where did you go overseas? I've been to Spain, Italy, France, uh, Greece, uh, Romania. How much? How long did you get off? All over the Caribbean. And you didn't even have to have a passport, did you? Uh. -uh. (laughs) What's your idea? Just pulled up on a big ship and walked off, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Join the Navy and see the world. <laughs> I, I went to yeah, Rome for two weeks. <gasps> Ooh, I haven't been to Rome. That's pretty awesome. Rome? How? But that's inland, isn't it? Or no? Let's see. Yeah, it's in the middle of Italy. Okay. I took yeah. leave. I took leave one time from and drove a car from Malaga, Spain, all the way around the Mediterranean to Naples, Italy. Just to Spent do it? two weeks travel. Yeah, just to – I mean, I well, I did it in order – the reason I joined the military was to go overseas to see the master's artwork <gasps> and a lot of ruins. Whoa. Now, see, that's a good story. You've got a good life biography. Wow. Well, I didn't even they get done to me do much that. Good. <laughs> it <laughs> well, was fun. You like the masters. <laughs> did you? Did well, you I, go I'm, to? I'm, I'm into art, you know. So I wanted to see how they actually, you know, looked in real life, not through pictures, you know. It's a totally different world, isn't it's it? I went to Spain. Oh yeah, you know, seeing something firsthand is way different than seeing it in photographs. This is true. Oh, my gosh. I was so taken back. Some of the ones from back in the day when, oh, just my brain's going there now. But now with you, you going off the going to Italy. Tell me some of the people's famous paintings you saw. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, Ruben, uh, Michelangelo. I seen the 16th Chapel. I mean, that's awesome. He spent 11 years painting that ceiling, laying on his back. Wow! From close it's encounters just... of the third kind to the Sistine Chapel, only here, folks. UFO <laughs> 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 Association. But we're really what are we? We're thrilling adventure story. <laughs> Your common I don't sense. Know. <laughs> We're the common sense UFO folks. They're like, oh, they're just normal. <laughs> Close encounters are the third kind, the third best kind, maybe. I don't know. UFO research. I actually owe. I own. I own that on VHS. <laughs> you really got into it. I did too. I'm serious. I had to go to the hospital. I, I, I don't have it on. Uh, I don't have it on DVD yet. Uh, one day I'll have it on DVD. 
You think we could write one that would take our minds as well as that? Because it had a lot to do with the production, right? EM. Oh, yeah. Well, it had a lot to do with visual effects. Yes. Okay. That makes Kimberly's calling me. Should I answer and just surprise yeah, her that we're on air? She probably knows what's help. We need help. Somebody probably let her know they're drowning. <laughs> Talking about certain <laughs> Richard Dreyfus, Roy Neary, folks, mm-hmm. Melinda Dillon, Francois Truffaut, Terry sure Garland. What? It's it said I brought her in, but it don't show her. Well, you want to try it again? I don't see Kent. Kent's not showed up either. This is a w- close encounter of the third kind kind of night. I have to put UFO Association <laughs> scholars, researchers, and films, I guess. Uh, look at UFO Association. That's what I'm gonna put. Filers. Hey, Kimberly has joined us. Hey, Kimberly. Did you hear we were drowning? Oh no, it's saying I still call on her. <laughs> uh, you called Kimberly. She's calling me. Let's see. I tried calling. I tried answering and it didn't answer. I don't know what happened. Well, Let's see. Tap, tap to call ringing. Oh, hey Kimberly. Hello. Hello. Hey, you want to come on the show? Sure. Okay. Where you? Uh, who's today? Well, the guys, uh, our our, uh, our historical researchers, Barry Greenwood and. Uh, Jan Aldrich were so busy, they asked if they can come on next week. So, And then Ken's getting ready to go to that Alien Expo, so he didn't come on. So we were trying to reach you. Uh, yeah, no problem. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can you get on, uh, if he calls you, how do you talk to him mad? Get on Skype and he'll bring you in? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's well, trying. After her hour, she wants to do it. Or you can call in, but. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I'm good. I, do you want me to just call Mad's number? Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you, you want her to call your number, Mad? That'll work. We're talking about. That'll uh, work. We were how we're gonna do what we're doing, but the filers and researchers didn't show up, and Ken's got to be catching a plane in the morning and going over to the expo, and I'm supposed to be the administrator for all this, and I can't bring it together today. I, I thought it was all taken care of, but I didn't have a backup plan. Get your shit together, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. <You're... laughs> all right, boss. Come on. Get online. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't know I had her on radio, does she? <laughs> <laughs> So that's how she talks, folks, when she's not talking to you. <laughs> this has been a fun day. So, uh, you know, there's some friends of mine that listen to this, and I know that they know, you know, I'm just plain old, plain old Jan. I was Teresa Jeanette, and I go by Jan, but my friends call me Terry in the military. I was Terry in the military. <laughs> They didn't call you a mad. What'd they call you? Uh, by my name, Thomas? No, they call you Becker. Oh, actually, actually Becker. 
Yeah, they called me Thurman. Military calls you by your last name. Yeah. Thurman, get over here. Usually it was just, hey, you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, you're right, because in the office, they called me Terry. TJ was uh, later. But uh, when did I go to TJ? I think my husband called me Teresa. My mother called me Jan. My dad called me Jan. And when I was in trouble, they called me Tracy Janet. Oh, shit. Yeah. My, or, Teresa Janet. All there right. she right. is. Right. There yeah. I am. Hey, you. Hey. I miss you. What's hey. been going on with Good you? Good evening. Good evening, huh? Nothing. Just uh, actually been getting some things together. I talked to Calvin Parker um, by a text last night. And he's going to check out a date and see if we can, you know, schedule something. Yeah, he's a nice I've guy. Been, I like him. Yeah, I've been emailing he him. Seems like I, mean, it I would never like email him. He keeps Skyping me. He keeps <laughs> – Calvin's a good old boy. He keep, he stays in the saddle, Kim. He, he lets me know. I hadn't got that email yet. <laughs> oh well, if you're texting, there's no sense of me texting him because I just, I mean, yeah, how long ago show. did you get a hold of him? Uh, a couple of nights. Yeah, ago, how probably. long ago was that? I don't know. I'm still oh, well, here. I didn't know that. Well, that's okay. There's no he sense in interviewing him again, then. No, he he wanted. Uh, what what show are you bringing him on? Aren't you bringing him on this one? Thursday or Friday night. It don't matter. Okay. Uh, it don't matter either. Thursday or Friday. Madge, you don't care. I like Calvin. He can come on either one, right? No, I've had him on my show before. Yeah. Janet's had him. Okay. Well, well I, I just didn't want to overburden him with on the same show, though. Oh, what he hasn't been over? over here on Blog Talk. He hasn't been on my show. Oh, okay. I've just talked to him on, on – he's a friend of mine on Facebook. He – he bubbles me. What do they call those bubbles? That's how I met you. You were a yeah. bubblehead. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go into that again. <laughs> I had him over on Revolution Radio about four months ago, six months ago. You met him? He seems like he'd be a really nice guy. He is. I like him. Super nice, huh? And um, I'm waiting. I have, uh, like I said, um, I didn't know. We could have had the guy from Ireland on tonight. Yeah, well, the guys told me they were going to come back, and I talked to them yesterday, and then they decided I had all these names up here and not theirs. I guess they said, screw it, they ain't coming on with us, and I'm going to put everybody's name ahead of theirs. <laughs> so I learned my lesson. Yeah, but this guy's – yeah, but this – we got to get together on, you know, who's coming on what time and what day because this guy's on vacation this week, and they're a five-hour five difference from us. They're five hours ahead. So this would be oh, like two o'clock in the morning. Now we do them Tuesday at three at uh, three Eastern. That's the Tuesday show. Girl, I, I girl, I, I told you. Yeah, we're not doing. <laughs> I told you we're we not doing. To get one. Well, we're not. Okay. We're not. <laughs> oh, Ken. Ken's on my phone. Ken doesn't know. Hold on, let me let me call Ken. Okay. Uh, it's been one of those days where everything worked really good until 15 minutes before the show. And the so she can you turn just, them down to three five. Turn me down. Okay. 
No, I, t- I was making homemade cinnamon rolls, and I told my daughter to turn the oven down. Oh, yummy. Well, this is one of those kind. Yeah. Let's see. Well, Ken, you're calling me. Why aren't you answering me back? Hey, Ken. Okay, I'm here. You yes, are? Okay. Hi, Ken. You want to? You want me to call you back on the show? Let's see. Invite guest. I don't see the phone. Ken, uh, let me give you the phone number to call in, and I'll put you on the board. You're on my phone right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Give me the phone number. Three four seven. Three four seven. Nine four five. That nine or four five. That's nine or four five, sir. Four, five, thank you. And seven, 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 two, zero, seven. Got it. Okay, I'll call in. Okay, good job. See you in a minute. This is probably the worst show I've ever produced in my entire life. <laughs> we just got to get together and make sure that everybody, you know, is on the same page. Well, thanks a lot. I thought I was a little more interesting than that. <laughs> you are, darling. You are. <laughs> wow. Never let anybody say differently. <laughs> That's right. You take up for yourself. We, we were in Spain looking at artwork when you came up. <laughs> or were we? <laughs> Girl, what are you on? <laughs> Are you going back to the AR, the ARO? I think you are. Yeah, I invited some some women. They weren't old enough yet, but she will be at the end of the year. I told her she had to be 50 to be in the ARO, but she's all ready for it. Her name's Lee. Not if you ask it. (laughs) Yeah, she'll be 50. I said you have to be 50 to be in the ARO. (laughs) We've been joined by Ralph. Not if you ask that. Okay. Ralph Kennedy Johnston Sr. is a former Grumman civilian astronaut, and he is very famous. As a matter of fact, he's being paid to fly. Well, he's not a pilot, but he could be. But it, I wonder if you're getting a 747, Ken. But anyway, he's going to, uh, being paid to go over to Knoxville and represent all of us. I'm very proud of him. He's our head spokesperson for our alien contact organization, our allied command organization that ACO Association manages, we're the managers for the UFO Association. So uh, we're approaching our world science organization and our advanced communications. So uh, welcome aboard there, uh, Fleet Commander. Well, thank you very, very much. I apologize for running right down to the wire, but, uh, you know, when you're you're pushing up past Mach 10 or Mach 12, you do the best you can, and I imagine to scoot in and underline just before just before you would close the door. So I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I got my portal already. You know, we've got the alien Stargate now, Kimberly and and uh, Ken. Uh, so you're the fleet commander, and uh, I was wondering if you guys wanted to make uh, you know something happen while you're over there at Knoxville signing autographs. At the expo. Well, it'd be amazing what could happen, and it all depends on whether any of our direct contacts want to go ahead. And we are getting so close to full disclosure worldwide that I, I almost, um, I'm afraid to make any 
any predictions because um, I, I could be wrong, uh, and, and they might show up ahead of time. But uh, we're um, we're at a, at a point right now where all of Homo sapiens sapiens on the planet Earth is about ready to be joining the the whole in, uh, galaxy of intelligent beings. So um, Matt, can I'm ready you put to. Kimberly on mute? <laughs> no, I'm listening. I'm, I'm not, not being rude. She has to <laughs> Somebody want to put me on mute? What are you just to say? Fine. I can have it. No, oh, and Ken, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Kim, and it's nice to meet you. Well, thank you. Pleasure here. I, I'm sure we'll hear more from each other. So, what oh, is it that you're specializing in? Oh, I'm so sorry. Look forward Folks, to it. This is Kimberly. We haven't formally introduced her, nor have we introduced you, Ken. All right, Kimberly. Uh, Kimberly O'Connor is one of our great old ladies because uh, she is an ancient one. Oh, from damn. The middle plan is with me. And we are the ancient avatar oracles. And we open portals into the mind, but we are also the lore keepers and keepers of the plane. So all of those out there that are into Ace Folk Life with us, we have the Ace Folk Life Society and the Ace Metaphysical Institute. And the one I get the most hits on in all my radio shows is the ACO Invisible College. People like that. So we're going to start doing more uh, metaphysical because those more hits than any of it, but not to put down Ralph Kennedy Johnston, which most of you in uh, cyberspace, especially in social media, know him as Ken R. Johnston. So, Ken, you haven't, you've talked to Kimberly, haven't you, in our UFO Secret Space Group? And I just say the reason why we have to see uh, Ken Johnston Sr. is because my son, Ken Johnston Jr., who's now Approaching 50 years old, uh, he says, Would you please quit senior at the end of Because people trying to reach you, they call me and they just can't believe that I'm not the right guy. So <laughs> put, put senior Aww. at the end of uh, Just call me Ken, Ken Johnston Senior is fine. Yeah. Or, or, Admiral, then... or General or whatever else the other titles <laughs> I've held. Go ahead. I like Fleet Commander, but is there is there anything above that? If I. But we have five, not are you not five star general? Oh, the president, the president's above that. Over the five stars, the president's got some above him too, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. No, we're, we're not sure to invite, we'd we'd like to invite him to um, come online with us. Executive, legislative, legislative, and judicial. Is that a test on the? That's for you to become American, uh, to be Americanized. Uh, interesting. Well, Ken, Kimberly's helping us in your area of being the fleet commander in our social media groups around the world, being that you have international flavor. Kimberly helps us in the United States of America, and Kimberly is uh, our moderator for the UFO Secret Space and two or three others. Aren't you, Kimberly? Oh, Have you figured out? Yeah, she's a big help. Just started in the last, this month, August. However, Kimberly learned about me in one of her investigations under Dr. Bruce McAbee in the UFO Association in Ohio. So she's going to help Jan, I hope. I've got to, Jan's helping us. She's doing the movie thing. She's just got done some paranormal movies television 
So, uh, Kimberly, have you got to know Jan Maccabee yet? No, we haven't touched base yet together. Mm-mm. Okay, that'll be on I'm Facebook. I'm still working too. on, um, yeah, still um, trying to get some guests together and working on uh, a few things um, in my own group, as well as checking out, trying to check out some years we need to get together on that issue. Okay. Yeah, Kimberly. Kimberly. <laughs> Jen, you yeah, know I'm the girl. Gonna... Yes. Go ahead. I'll I'll keep quiet. Then I'm going to jump in. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you, Ken, that this is the gir- woman that trained the girl that was with us in November 2018 that went around jumping into all our UFO groups that you're the fleet commander of. The one that called you. Her name was Chant Hannah. She does oh, that yeah. show. Yeah. Remember right. that name? But that wasn't I her real name. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't her. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, now, now, Kimberly, somebody was um, uh, accusing um, someone of being uh, of age. Now, I'm 77, and I'm still kicking it mighty hard and a long way to go. I, um, that, that puts me older than you, doesn't it, Kimberly? Just a little bit, not by much. I'm 57. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a big kick out of the fact that, uh, and, and I'm sorry, sad, because most of the astronauts that I dealt with and worked direct, directly with and helped train in the lunar modules uh, have passed on to another realm. And, um, of course, now, uh, Buzz Aldrin and I, we still have been in contact a few times um, in the past couple of years. And, uh, and of course, now, um, uh, my, one of my closest friends was uh, Buzz, uh, not Buzz Aldrin, uh, Jim, Jim Irwin. And the other guys, they doggone it. I, I need to find out who's still left left around on this plane. It's, um, it's getting kind of lonesome yeah, out here. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Yeah, it seems funny that you say that because I've wondered. Um, I, I thought about uh, going through and checking that very subject out, how many, you know, of the, uh, the astronauts that? from early. Yeah. Yeah. I think I – think, Because I think I'm, that's interesting. Well, yeah. Ken had his picture made with some of them. Do y'all have any, oh, any yeah. more pictures Ken, of the ones that came after? Well, yeah, there's the first, what, five and eight, and then 12, and then 15, I think, but I don't know. 27. But, uh, yeah. 27. I, <laughs> Go ahead. And then they got all of them for the, uh, the shuttle, the space um, – uh, sp- you know, space shuttle program and everything else. There are a lot of young ones. I'm, I'm, I knew most of those that uh, that died in that uh, shuttle uh, explosion oh, over yeah. the entry days of the. Uh, you know, that was so sad. Them. That was so sad. Yeah. So there, there are always there are always um, challenges for make advancements in in society, and uh, I've come close on a few times as a flight instructor, et cetera, where you've got to let your students go just as far as, you, as they possibly can and, and try to get them to recover. <laughs> and sometimes you can go just a tad almost too far. And I'm, I'm proud to say, though, that uh, I've survived a few few close ones. But uh, no, it's, it's, to hear that too. It, well, thank you. And um, I, I just think that um, we, yeah, if, if somebody could do a, a research and find out of all the original Apollo era and the first of the Skylab, well, Skylab and the first of the very first group of the shuttles, how many of those are still alive and how old they are? That'd be a rather interesting thing because uh, age to me is is not Im- as important 
as it is how you deal with it and what you use it for. And so I'm, I look at it as though 77, and I'm one of the youngest ones around, and I'm going to live to at least 180. When I hit that, I'm going to push for the 200 mark, and we'll see what happens after that. So that's, that's my philosophy. That'll be something good that I could check into myself because I've already, you know, was interested in exactly how many were still with us and not um, on in another realm, as you said, uh, and see if they're still, you know, let's say, let's say coherent to still explain what they've seen and experienced as well. Were you right. able to take any pictures of your own? Um, while in, lots uh, of pictures. While up, um, well, there, there were a lot of pictures that were taken that were not made public. And uh, since I, I was I was never in orbit, my job was to test it in the vacuum chambers and make everything work good and then participate uh, with the training of the regular NASA astronauts since I was with the Grumman uh, Aerospace Corporation that built the lunar module. And then after that, I went over to the Lunar Receiving Laboratory where I became the director of the data and the photo control department, which gave me access to all the pictures that were taken in the film, et cetera, for during the Apollo era. And once we closed that off, see what happened is that, oh, that I, I spent a little, little time on Skylab and then I left for, I left NASA and, and that group and went to the Boeing Corporation up in Seattle and put in a, enough time for retirement. So it's amazing how fast time, time can go, but I've, I've tried to stay active. That's good. I'm I'm so glad to hear that. That you know, I'm over here near uh, NASA's Glenn Research uh, facility, where they do that. They have the only vacuum chamber in the United States where they test things. That's not true. I hate to step in there. Somebody's feeding somebody. Well, maybe if it's small to do testing small things, but the uh, chamber A is the large in at. Um, uh, in Houston, actually, at uh, the Johnson Space Center. Originally, it was the Manned Spacecraft Center, MSC. But the Johnson Space Center, Chamber A, was the largest vacuum chamber, which is three stories high, uh, largest vacuum chamber well, in, the, okay. in the world. Chamber B, the one that I tested, uh, the lunar module, there were four of us that were civilian astronauts that tested it in the vacuum. Chamber B was almost the second largest. And there are, there are quite a few other back, vacuum yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll have to go back through and ch- double check that again because they were saying that they were the only ones that had the vacuum chamber, and they did like the um, the the Avengers and that inside of it for their movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll double well, back and, and, and make that correction. I'm sure you'll have access to be able to get how to make direct contact with me and let me know what you come. I'd hate to think that. Somebody's built a bigger one than what we used in, in the chamber. For, so they say the command module for Apollo, in addition to that, it had the service module, which was another, gosh, I think it was like 30 feet longer down to the bottom, and they had them both stacked one on top of the other inside chamber A. And it, uh, it was, and as, to the latest knowledge I have, it still is the largest vacuum chamber in the world. So it's amazing wow. what some people will say nobody challenges them. And there's some of us are dumb enough to challenge anybody if it doesn't sound right. So I'm just doing my part. So, That's all you can do. That's let great. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Let me oh, know yeah, well. it. Okay. Uh, where, where, are we, where are we headed next? Uh, by the way, um, 
at, at um, oh, what in the world are we calling it? Uh, I'm going to be in Knoxville, Knoxville, Tennessee, and okay, TJ, help me out here. There's so many places they keep sending me. What in the world are they calling this thing? Um, the big convention that we're going to be to. Uh oh. Alien Expo. TJ, thank you. Thank you, the Expo. Alien Expo. That's going to be some really interesting stuff. And that starts, that starts uh, Friday, Friday evening, and then be there Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday. And then I'll fly back on Monday. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to working with a lot of people there on that. It's, it's going to be fun. Yep. Um, now, there's still tickets available, folks. It's uh, the first annual Alien Expo, Knoxville, Tennessee. It's actually, you're going to be a plank owner, if you know what that is. If you ever go to anything first, uh, you get to be a plank owner. And uh, it's pretty important that you understand that the first one is uh, not going to be as big as the others. <laughs> Press release. Oh. Uh, I mean... Everything coming afterwards, but Ken, you're going to be an initial speaker. They can't ever take that away from you. So Stephen Bassett <laughs> is going to be there as a right, director right. of Paradigm Research Group. He founded that in 1996, 10 government imposed embargo on the truth behind right. the phenomenon. But <clears throat> Travis Walton uh, is going to be there. They got the biggest Ooh. names they can find around the uh, in the business for the different groups. And so, Ken, Steve Bass is going to be famous for the Paradigm Research Group, which I helped start. I know I was just one of the members, but uh, I helped talk to him and stuff. He was one to stay on my couch if I needed him to, but he had relatives there in Tennessee, so that works out good. But I talked to him a long time ago. So you're going to meet Steve Bassett. Have you met him yet? You met Travis Walter um, Steve Bass? Oh yeah, I've, I've I've worked with them all with all of them at uh, conferences and things. Um, so I'm yeah, it'll be be nice to see them there again. You bet. Oh okay. Well, Ken, uh, let me read you what they posted. Ken, I don't think you're aware of this, but you got written up in the, the local news and arts and the Mountain Express. Ooh, yeah, last time I got written North Carolina news. <laughs> In the Last time I got news. written up was in school, in school or in the Marine Corps. One or the other got written up for something, but I, I forgot <laughs> what that was. Must not, must not have been bad. It must have been good. Must have been good. So yeah, really, well, I'd like to hear what they had to say. I'm really happy that you're representing us because our group we have our own magazine, folks. Goodness, what's going on in that house over there? Somebody's doing the dishes and washing something because it sure is loud. Well, she's not used to being on radio. She doesn't understand we're picking up a- absolutely everything in her house. Uh, the high Kimberly, frequency gonna, really come up. Kimberly, do you have a mute button on your phone? It's uh, Yeah, hold on, hon. It's got Put a it phone with a mic. You'll learn when you're on air that we hear everything that goes on in your house. But we forgot to train yeah. you, so it's okay. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't been trained at all. I've told anything or given any handouts. Nothing, folks. She's totally green. <laughs> who who, who, okay who are you speaking about? Who are you speaking to? I'm speaking about. Kimberly? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I don't know. Maybe it's a cat. Okay. that she's sitting around in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, you can't wear a headset. No, think you can I do understand. Gosh, that's awful. I can, I'm I can outside get, now. I'm good. That are trying to listen, other people trying to listen in on what our program's about and, and what we've got going on, but they're hearing dishes clank and water crushing and all the sounds going on. <laughs> Folks, get with us and let's put it on mute, and then we'll work well. Okay. So, yeah, issues for Mountain Express is uh, talking highly, folks, in community journalism, and uh, they have uh, really done a nice job. We're really proud of them, and uh, for putting a, a article with uh, Ken Johnston here with us now, with our group, you have. Association, Alien Contact Org, and we've got Allied Command Organization. Now, he's one of four of the civilian astronaut consultant pilots from the Apollo Moon Program, and he retired as an aerospace worker, and he also served in the U.S. Marines, so we're very thankful for his service. He's widely known for being a NASA whistleblower because Ken was a witness to NASA image manipulation. An archived earlier uh, when his boss told him to get rid of the files, and he had he was like, "Well, shouldn't we give these to some library or something?" He's like, he didn't care what he did with them. Basically, it's in his book, so we'd like you to read his book. But he has the uh, Apollo era. That's someone I was familiar with and around during that time. My husband worked at NASA, and uh, he was uh, worked directly for Chris Craft and ran the typing pool for NASA, not any contractor. So uh, that was before NASA digitized and created everything on the online databases of images. So he kept a set for, uh, uh, I think he made a copy. So we'll talk to Ken about that because he is uh, very well known with uh, Gilliland. And uh, Gilliland got him over to this famous meeting they had in Washington. And uh, we'll let him talk about that. Uh, and he became a researcher and archivist. And Ken would sort of like to know, because you're going to be talking about this at the Alien Expo. Now, that's not EX. That's Alien Big XPO. Okay? And we want Kimberly to get over there because she's up there closest. So hopefully in the future she'll be able to go and cover it live at, with our team at uh, the Alien Expo. So we're really happy that they chose Ken as one of the main beginners speaker telephoners. Sorry, that's my dog now. Uh, I have company. <laughs> I told them uh, they birthday parties, folks, and I'm, now we're going to be a mother. But uh, Ken, Alien Expo, I hope they pick you up. Uh, have they? Are they going to have you picked up at the airport? Do you know anything? Give us an idea of what's going on, because you're all in this, trying to come on our show and represent us at this New, brand new Alien Expo. So tell us what you know, if anything. Are they going to pick you well, up? Oh, absolutely. Um, they've got uh, a van and uh, a driver that's going to be picking me up there at the airport uh, in Knoxville. And uh, I'll be taken to, well, let's see. I'm trying to read this schedule we've got here right now. Um, let's see. What do I line in? in oh, at the yeah, we're going to be uh, kept at the being kept at the Holiday Inn, and in fact, I think that's the same place that this conference is going to be at, the big event that they have going on there, um, the convention center, which is right right next to it. 
once so I've got um, tomorrow, this will be Friday, Friday evening right after I get into Knoxville, which is going to be, I'm trying to find the time on this schedule here. It's kind of nice when you've got other people that are doing all the planning for you. You just have to be sure you're at your place at the right time. That's why I've got five sheets of paper that's telling me what I'm supposed to do, when and where. Anyway, um, we're, hello, Doug. <laughs> we're going to be uh, giving uh, a pretty good kickoff on Friday evening, and then it'll be all day Saturday and all day Sunday, and with all the other qualified good good speakers that have been involved in it. There's a lot of them that I've run into. One of the exciting things that I've found out is, you know, when you get to start piecing together a little bit of the information from this this speaker and you, you mentioned out that I was uh, a whistleblower, and I used to detest the name when I was working for NASA, somebody being a whistleblower, and and I didn't choose that name by any way, shape, or form. It's just that whenever um, we were phasing out the the Apollo and the and the Skylab program. My my director at the uh, data and photo well I was the director of the data and photo control department but my my manager of the uh, the co- corporation sub subcontractor to NASA he came to me and says you know we need to get rid of uh, I had five complete sets of all of the pictures the negatives these are of the original the, the prints uh, and the film and um, all of the mission reports and every bit of that. In filing cabinets, over in a dozen some of different filing cabinets in this one room, and when somebody would need something or get a copy uh, of photos of the lunar samples that they they were going to do testing on, they would have to go through me, and I would see that they they got what they needed. Well, when I when um, I was contacted, they was I was told to get rid of all of them except for one set, and I said, well, gosh, you know, universities that are doing their own research, they'd they'd love to have copies. And we argued for a good thirty minutes, and finally. He he he, he said, I don't care what you do, just get rid of all but one set. I said, okay. So that one set stayed there, and one of the other sets went into Ken's archive, and I saved them. I mean, and that now uh, my pictures and prints were made from the original negatives, and um, that's been a tremendous help to people who have been their own, doing their own research. They were all eventually were digitized, and that helped. One of the things that you, you see when when people are, are looking at some of the uh, NASA pictures, they they'll say they've seen something on it, and then I'll ask them, okay, do you do you see up in the upper uh, see upper right hand side of, of the print of the pictures with the label and the and the number that was given to that particular frame? And they say no. I said then it you guarantee you it it has been doctored and messed with. And uh, but but all of mine have all the original codes and labels on them and everything that was put on the very first negatives that were brought back. And so I you know I some people try to say well you're going to get in trouble you aren't supposed to say those. I said well um, I haven't sold them. I'm not and, and I've used them for research which is what I was qualified to do. So I don't think there's anything right. they can do to. And uh, so basically, they they backed up. There's been a couple of times I've been around the world in India and other places where uh, I think they tried to get me bumped off. But uh, I'm I'm thankful that uh, there are those out there that are looking out for me and keep it that way. Wow. So, uh, go ahead. Yeah. But my stuff is original. It's not copies of copies of copies of copies, which gets to the point where you can't even see what a crater looks like on the backside of the moon. <laughs> but on minor, the original. First copy off of the negatives. 
that's that's what Ken's art. So Ken, is all you got about. to go to the other. The, you got to go to the dark side, the other side. Okay, now that don't get whenever whenever they classify us as the the um, uh, four civilian astronaut consultant pilots. By consultant pilots, we were the ones, the test pilots, that tested the spacecraft and things in the vacuum chambers. Um, I've been up, oh. I've been up, over, I've been up over 50 miles high. But I've never been in full Earth orbit or all the way to the moon. At least not gotcha. in the public the public space program. Now, when we get on and start talking about the secret space program, then we can start talking about some other things. So there's some very interesting experiences that I've had outside of that. With that, I'll, I'll keep my mouth. I would up. love to hear that for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, TJ's been been pumping me for all the information she can get for. How, how long, TJ, have we known each other? We ran into each other. About, well, no, actually, we crossed paths all the way back in the 60s at NASA, but we didn't really know each other there. We just uh, we went to the same conference meetings where we had all of the, the corporations and the astronauts and the debriefings that were being done of each mission. She was there, and, and I was there, but I didn't didn't realize that back then. But we we came in contact, I think, about five years, six years ago, when we were both at a at a, uh, at a conference. CJ, can you help me out there with where it was that we we all ran into each other? It was in I guess it was in Tennessee. Yeah, one yeah. of one was in a movie when we went to the uh, see the movie. Uh, oh, oh uh, yeah. Two thousand one Space Odyssey, and then the next time physically that we can. Talk about writing books together was at the uh, 2017 um, Mobile, Alabama, Mars. At we were at USA, which was University of Southern Alabama's, where we met. Uh, right. You know, in, in 2017. But you'd been on my show. You'd been on this show in the archives two and a half, three years before that. And uh, it was when you were first. Uh, you weren't even, didn't even have your book written yet, and everybody was wanting you to write your book, and uh, nobody uh, – Karen didn't have a book written, and Brett didn't, and Janet, all of them uh, – Janet had one on Tantra but uh, and her husband, but uh, they came over and got my model. I invited them all to this club that you're in, the ACO Association and the UFO Association. So you and I had our first articles of incorporation, and we had our first meeting with all of them and that was at Lewis Reinhardt's house after right. we had the big, nice meal uh, provided for us at uh, his house. We had a nice uh, – this was beautiful home, and he's a musician and quite a guy. And he put together for the uh, Lunar and Mars Anomaly uh, Conference, and that's when he was wanting to help Andrew Bashago run for president. And they had the boats, right. and the, so that, uh, folks, was uh, May 9th and 10th, 2017, for the historical documentation. And in case Ahmad's still listening, Ahmad, are you still here? Did you even say hi to Ken? <laughs> I'm here. Now, no, I hadn't. Good evening, Ken. Good, uh, <laughs> hey, good to hear you. We've been going mad the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, hey, Mad. Anyway, to um, get things ready so I can get over to Tennessee and take take off with what's going over there. Oh, I just I just my wife just handed me my my airline ticket. A coffee. It's amazing what you can do with computers nowadays. I didn't even have to go to the airport get my ticket. It's I got it right here and it's already valid. No, that's good. Well, Kimberly okay. doesn't know 
anything about you, I don't think, nor does she know you're the director of uh, not only uh, of our Allied Command organization with the MAD painter, which is Thomas R. Becker, but professionally and legally, uh, for the record, since I started off so terribly tonight because I was shifted off my <laughs> platform. But uh, Kimberly's only come on since I've lost my attention span with doing the shows properly and professionally. But they're still going up all over the world, even bigger than they ever were. But Ken, uh, this is Ralph Kennedy Johnston Sr., who is our director of ACO Association with Thomas Rubin Becker. They are professionally known as the directors of uh, several associations that we run with the American Communications Online uh, Publishing Company uh, for audio and video. And then I am the agent uh, in charge of uh, uh, herding cats. <laughs> I'm in charge Have with we? Kimberly. <laughs> We're the ARO officers. We herd cats on Facebook. <laughs> Have you received any information of the estimate on how many listeners that you have on the various um, parts of the programs that that you run? Uh, any idea uh, how many people I might be listening in? A million or two. Depends on where oh. I go and get all the numbers. I have had to go around, and I was going around today to see who had the most hits. And I, you know, you get them, and uh, Rick Miller. I did look today, but see, every oh, the way that we've got it set up in the cyberspace is why we have the stats. A lot of people go after the numbers, and the man and I have decided we're not going to do that, Ken. But we yeah. have to go around and look at every every show we've ever made. It's just like uh, any business, and then each one has numbers and stats and the reading audience and your. Uh, demographics and who listens to us the most. But yes, every time you put up a website or a domain name, you can get all those numbers, as well as uh, the main thing is Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, the big one is iHeart now, and uh, the numbers are outrageous. I just am so delighted to be part of the iHeart family now. And uh, it took us a long time to get there, folks. Not everybody just gets to be picked up. I have a lot of people that don't. So uh, it just depends. You know, we're not paying for that. I am paying uh, to get my numbers and stuff and get produced from uh, Spreaker, Ken. I pay $50 a month. Not that you would care, but uh, the overhead is outrageous to get in because every one of these uh, platforms costs money to companies. That uh, you know to get out there, you don't to get people where they can punch the button. So everybody's gone to fa uh, Facebook, and they've also gone to cell phones. So, uh, folks, we're the ones. I'm the one, at least, on the backside, in the back door, uh, in the C panel, or, or <laughs> all the websites. We actually do create uh, domains out there and hosting, and uh, we want our own servers, and we need our own servers. But right now, we're sharing. Shared host out there in a lot, a lot of places. So, uh, but we've got for a word star, a WordPress package. But yeah, we've got numbers everywhere. But I think um, Ad told me over 12 million or something. Um, Ad's more one of those kind of people that keeps up with the numbers for him, him and Mike. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. I, I was yeah. Gonna, uh, mm -hmm. uh, your your website's got to 
you know, her website's got a counter on it, and it's had over 12 million hits since it started. Wow, wow, that's great. I, one of the things I wanted to, to get in on now, um, I've had people contact me, and uh, particularly when we were, were uh, talking about our, um, well, our secret space program, and um, uh, you having me as a uh, allied commander, et cetera. Yes. And, and some of it is for fun, so to speak. And I was told, told you know, you're going to lose your credibility if, if you start playing games and stuff. And I thought, and at the time, I kind of went, well, yeah, I, I can see that might be a problem. But since then, I got to looking at some of the records. You know, Buzz Aldrin, he, he, he was on Saturday Night Live TV, and they played games and, and, and made fictitious. Oh, my wife said, and, and he made a lot of money doing that. So um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Think, I don't think that we're going to lose credibility when we have doc. I have documented proof on everything that I've done and been involved with, and um, and we're going to be coming up with a whole lot more of direct contact information here for the whole world. And, and I don't see us getting a head. I, I do see us getting a head start and a jump on the fact that of who's going to be communicating with who, who's going to be communicating with. They're stressless. They, they've tried for decades, I mean, back in the 40s and even earlier, to make dir- direct contact with governments. And, of course, governments, in panic of losing control of, of the populations, uh, have tried to keep – you know, anyone that would say, oh, well, there's such a thing as extraterrestrials, and <laughs> uh, the people say, well, I do think there are, there are ETs out there. We're the only thing in other beings in the whole universe – of space, the whole, everywhere, not just the galaxy. Now they're finding out that they're grossly wrong, and that some, even with some of the um, telescopes that we put in Earth orbit, and and Skylab, have been able to to uh, to make pictures and things of of moons, and and or, or planets, going in, in other solar systems and other galaxies. So you know anyone who seems to think that. God only created one Earth and one intelligent beings and the whole vast of all the universe. I think they are limiting the belief of any true deity, and so that's that's where we are now. And I don't consider it playing to sure we could get a little off to the side, but I think if, if Buzz Aldrin kind of set set the deal, and and, and even Neil and, and the others, they were always quite frequently that Neil got away from being on uh, um, any public. Programs because he was a bit of a recluse. But most most of the guys that I dealt with, you know, they had no problem with coming in and talking about what they saw in space and how it felt to go in zero gravity. And uh, I've done most of those things myself. That not not Earth orbit or into. Well, let I'll go ahead and say it this way: if the hypnotic regression sessions that uh, Dr. Sasha Lesson has conducted on me. Uh, some of the the missing time in my uh, my life here, there's evidence that proves that I have been off planet. I have been involved in other things, and I think perhaps that's one of the reasons you chose to make me your Allied Fleet Commander. And uh, I, I promise to try to do my best. And the rest of it, it's, we're, we're all going to try to work this together. So, yes, educational entertainment. Well, Amen. think about it. You. You came on the show when we were talking about Close Encounters of the Third Kind and how it really affected me. I had to go to the hospital and bring it, breathe, breathe in a brown bag, and Ahmed was on a ship in the Navy watching it because he was in part of the test 
to see how people responded to the movie before they even put it out. So he watched right. it before it was released in 1977. So all of this is intertwined, and we've got an Ace Folk Life. We've got the Comic-Con, and then at this Alien Expo, people are going to be dressing up in costumes because people like to role play, even though it's not October and Halloween. <laughs> so we have Comic-Con, we have role play, we have our superheroes, we have our comic books, that are vendors. So, you know, we mix it all together now. We mix our psychics, our tarot readers, our crystal sellers, and our speakers. And I did this in 93 at the Alien Expo, and I was next to Willie Nelson's. So I had products from Spain and Cork, and he had hemp from right here in America. So we're I'm a singer, but I know when I, you know, I have to go play the Cosmos Ambassador and it's okay because it helps. It's called educational entertainment. And to tell you the truth, stuff like this that's scientific can be so boring to kids. So we're making it fun, entertaining, and, you know, historically okay. It's a way to get the word out, right? So, Kimberly, how do you Absolutely. feel about that? You know, the expos are mixing all the different genres together. We just have to make sure that people know the difference, you know. Some of it's ancient history. Uh, she knows uh, Kimberly, you know what I'm talking about? You've seen how they took the let's like taking different books in a in a bookstore. Kimberly, can you weigh in yeah, on this? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been to um a Comic-Con before and yeah, it's very interesting and with all the vendors and that there's there's a mix of everything just like what you're talking about right now. Um and with me being a abductee as well i know that the importance is out there there may be some fun um involved but when it comes down to it there's some a, a lot of reality as well right so we have you to be go ahead yeah that's it but yeah it seems to be the concern that uh the people that know what all i've been involved in and, and actually done is they're, they're concerned about credibility well i don't See, I, yeah, it could be carried to extreme. I, so long as we're sticking with uh, events and uh, uh, documentation and proof, and and being um, picking up the, the responsibility of Allied Fleet Commander, uh, that doesn't bother me much. Somebody's got to do the job, and and I guess if I'm here, I'll I'll do the best I can. And of course, I'm I'm asking for all the help that I can get. But we we're um, we're in in a new era. And uh, the era is is of truth and of contact. That we're not the only intelligent beings in the whole vast universe. It'd be insane to think we are. And now to find out that we're actually pretty far behind, and, and, it's, and it's going to take direct contact in public now. And that's why I was talking earlier a little bit about governments having to try to maintain their own control of, of their people, but. When when you've got uh, it set up to where we can have uh, Comic Cons, and you, you were talking about how people may be in costumes and things like that, well, I guess me wearing my 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 NASA flight suit walking around will will fit right in fit right in with some of them in their alien costumes. Does that that sound about right to you, there, TJ? Yes, and I think that this is very much in my line of marketing and promotion because. I'm very much about bringing out the STEM program, science, technology, engineering, and math. 
And you're right. resemble all of that, and uh, your wife even uh, being a civil servant. We're bringing together our veterans, and a lot of our veterans are volunteering now just like they used to. I used to run a lot of our veterans in the uh, Veterans Administration, and I even worked in the veterans as a hospital corpsman in uh, Great Lakes. I also worked at the Military Regional Finance Center. But, you know, we liked having uh, fundraisers, and we would do uh, poker runs, and we did them in Kentucky, too, with our veterans. So it was any way to have uh, from our reserve centers educational uh, entertainment and fundraisers for, like, Toys for the Tots with Marines. I've been involved with that. And I've been involved with the Alien Expo and the Eco Expo and the uh, Whole Life Expo. And here we've done New Horizons Expo and we did Stargate to the Cosmos Expo. And uh, you've got that one coming up probably again in 2020 right there. You were a plank owner of that. I was for seven years I put into marketing that. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes into these, and we will be uh, marketing uh, anime, and uh, I love Marvel Comics, and God bless Stan Lee because he followed me writing for the UFO Association, and, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Smith was, uh, I believe, the first radio show I'd ever been on, and uh, several people had me come on theirs after that, but I really didn't want to, but I got where I could do that, and then I saw Travis Walton out there, and uh, actually, Calvin Parker's been doing quite a few. So those those that have uh, well-known names in the alien ET uh, UFO community as speakers. So Ken has been working. Now tell uh, Kimberly, if you don't mind, about your Hoagland story, so you'll be all ramped up for tomorrow, how you got to from Hoagland to Washington, D.C., because uh, we have the ACO Press now. And uh, the ACO uh, News Press for Journalists and the ACIR, Allied Contact Intergalactic Relations, uh, and we can write about uh, cosmology. And I have a big, strong ecology group down here with Ed Comerack. Ecology, I don't know if a lot of you people know that, but that's one of the main ingredients of exopolitics. But real quick, you've got about 18 minutes left, Ken. Tell us about uh, your experience with uh, how Richard wanted your files, and then he got you into the uh, thing okay. that Dr. Greer yeah. uses you and David Wilcox. Go ahead. Right. Uh, well, David came in much later in there, but uh, back in 2014, um, when I was um, still with the Boeing Company, and uh, I was at home, I got a call from one of my fellow uh, flight instructors, and we had been sending back in this, these days before cell phones and all, we would send things through inner office mail back and forth. And we were keeping track of events and things going on. The guys contacted me, said, hey, you're off this. You're off. You're out of flight. Uh, you know, you're not flying. So I, he says, you're available. Why don't you go down to this conference that's going on? Because uh, Richard C. Hoagland's going to be there. And, uh, you know, tell him about some of the stuff that you've got and what's going on. Well, uh, it was great. I took off and drove downtown to, in Seattle and, and walked into the desk. And I'm trying to, to, get, to get a ticket. And I said, oh, and here's a. A letter of introduction to uh, for Mr. Hoagland, et cetera, and in it I told him who I was and what I'd done at NASA and about the archive and the documents that I had. And the person reading it, their eyes got huge. But she said, "Oh my God, you're who we've been looking for." And I'm thinking, "Oh, I'm in trouble." And then she said, "Don't move. Stay right where you're at." And she like a, few, a couple of minutes later, Mr. Hoagland came out and and he said, "You really did this, this?" And I said, "Yes, sir." He says, "Good. Come in. Sit on the front row. We're going to talk afterwards." The next day, he showed up at my house with about four or five other uh, 
helpers, and I had pulled out of a, a big vault safe that I had been keeping everything in, and that's for real. I had a double door safe that I kept uh, documents and pictures and records and things in. Anyway, they they would look at these pictures and they say, "Oh my God, look at the number." They were saying, "Look, look at this," and I hadn't paid that much. I had just kept things to save them and protect them because I was so busy raising a family and and getting grandkids and all this going on that they were just being saved. And they started showing me these alien bases on the backside of the moon and things that I I hadn't even paid that much attention to. So, and he says we're having a conference at Washington D.C. Next week, he said, I want you to be able to go and have you go before the National Press Club and bring all of this stuff forward. He says, otherwise, you're a sitting duck and you could get bumped off. Well, I didn't think I wanted to get bumped off, and neither did my wife. So I uh, I went to Washington, D.C. and uh, up before the, the International Press Club, I mean worldwide, and exposed a lot of the documents and records and, and uh, what all I had saved. Now, one of the guys that I had worked with um, back during the beginning of the uh, Skylab was uh, James Oberg, and he was a, a civilian. I think he was a chance of the Air Force. He got him as high as a captain, but he was uh, he was there in the same Building 7 with the, the astronauts and where I had my office on the second floor. Um, he, he, this was this was quite a deal because I, I was later on, I was invited to go to uh, different places around the world, but one particularly in India, and I was at India um giving lectures to universities and talks and showing them documents and records and because <clears throat> India is developing quite a what a manned space program for the men and women. So they were getting advanced and they wanted me to talk to the youth and, and encourage them. Well um <laughs> what happened was uh, I I came back to the earth to Earth, excuse me, back to uh, Albuquerque area to get to uh, to give a lecture and a talk out in uh, Arizona and then fly back to India to give a, to pick up where I left and go into Chennai, which is over in the, the, um, I didn't say communist. Anyway, uh, uh, the, the, they had, what, what, Fran, what were the types of people concerned with the, the, uh, huh? Oh, okay. There, there, there was a, a organization of Muslims in India that were, out killing at people that didn't want to follow along with what was going on. Anyway, so here I am um, back in India, and I'm up on the mountains with them going through to some of the universities, and my, my guide and assistant come knocking on my door at like one thirty in the morning. He says, I don't know what we're going to do. He says, we we got a contact, and the, the assistant director of science for the uh, uh, the branch of India called Assam, <laughs> he said, uh, the person said that you're not who you say you are, that you're you're just lying and trying to Take the money. I start laughing. I said, "Well, let me guess. Is that James Oberg?" And he says, "How'd you know that?" I said, "Because I worked with him way back during the Apollo and Skylab part, and for some reason he's decided to go after me and try to keep me from telling the truth and getting the the, the truth, facts, and documents and records out there." And so, for a period of thirty-six hours, my wife thought I had vanished and disappeared, and something had happened because they they had the cops come. They took me off the mountain, took me to the, the main airport. They put me in a holding area. And uh, the as I said, the assistant director of of the science division of the government of Assam um, had had uh, <laughs> had taken me there. They, came, she, they had me holding in the holding room. They came in and gave me a ticket, said, you better leave now while you can and never come back. 
Well, here on my wall, I'm looking at a very nice uh, letter of apology for they. In fact, they didn't check on who Mr. Oberg was, which he has been involved in uh, attempting to uh, debunk anyone that was willing to come forward and tell the truth. And in my case, and not just telling the truth and, and becoming that whistleblower term that you use, I have all the documents, all the records. And since then, they've all been digitized. And uh, I, the uh, UFO Museum and Research Center at Roswell, New Mexico, has a copy of every single thing that I've uh, kept all these years. And uh, even back to um, when Mr. Oakland had me for the, the National Press Club, the that was the only thing that's kept me alive, according to what I've been told, is the fact that a problem would happen if something uh, – I've had one person said, how are they going to explain that? Well, what happened to Kenny – or Ken, as my name, Ralph Kennedy? Um, you know, what did you guys do with him? Well, so far they're leaving me alone pretty much, although this thing in India, they did their best to try to get me off track. And and uh, I flew home, and my wife picked me up the airport. So that the last time I've been back, but I received a lot of letters from from people in India thanking me for coming there and and apologizing for for what how I had been treated. And my wife says I don't think she's going to let me go back, but perhaps perhaps I will with a whole entourage this time, not just by myself. So that's that's kind of what is what has happened and why I came forward. Now I've been putting out the word for years. Other people that had access to the films, the pictures, the, the documentation, and even uh, hypnotic regression and actual contact. And, and like Kimberly's talking about that, she is an, an abductee. We're at a point now where people, instead of laughing, oh, ha, 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 yeah, sure you are, they're, they're looking and say, well, uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Is that, is that possible? Is it, is it for real? Well, you can bet your bottom dollar that uh, the information that I've put out in in my books, the first two books, um, and the uh, hypnotic regression session, the second one, a whole lot more information, and we're able to back it up and prove it. Now that that's one of the where I got in contact with uh, Andrew Bishago. Now he ran for president the last election, and uh, uh, TJ, I don't know if you know this or not, but I've I've been asked to run as vice president with him for the next, and uh, well. Let's see if what comes to fruition between now and the end of this year as far as direct full disclosure of contact with extraterrestrial universe around. And if so, then you're going to have to have people who not only are human, uh, but also uh, people that know what it's like to be a, a, an earthling like myself and like uh, Andrew that um, we're willing to step up and, and stick our necks out again like I came awful close there with that other group um, to represent us, us earthlings, the humans. Well, I will do, I will, I'm willing to step forward again and, and help, help us move forward as a species as far as the whole intergalactic federation of intelligent beings is concerned. Now, that sounds strange, and most people will look at it and say, this guy is weird, he is wacky. But, you know, whenever you are seeing the news and you're seeing direct contact taking place here very shortly, they will back off and say, wow, I knew that all the time. It's amazing how people will shift from one side to the other. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's right. That's Look at kind Art of Bell. I'm, now, you were, I'm you were with Art Bell in 1996. Oh. 
And oh, I lots of times with Hart Bell. Okay. Well, that's pretty important because he's gone. Now, he was a friend of mine, and we used to talk yeah. to each other in emails, and I wish I would have kept them because uh, I guess when he and I was discussing personal things, it was probably nobody's business. But uh, you were literally recorded, and there's a transcript out there, folks. Uh, a radio interview aired Thursday, March 21st, 1996. Until March 22nd with uh, Ken Johnston, Richard Hoagland, and Art Bell. So that is a part of history now, right? So 96. And how long did you have these? Uh, did you were you public? Were you with Art Bell, or did he out you? Who outed? You? No, yeah. Um, he he. Art Bell stepped in right after Richard Hoagland and I had gone to the uh, National Press Club in Washington, D.C., and this was more, a little bit more of, of Richard's intention to to get me as public as he could because that was the only way to keep it safe. Because it, unfortunately, and, and, and I'm not naming names of anything else, but governments that have the power are very, very touchy about someone else that might step in there with that the people are going to start trusting more than what our governments have been doing. And, and you know, we're, we're blessed in America to have the freedom of speech and all, so long as it doesn't step on the toes of those that got the power. And that's about the best as far as I'm going to go with that one. I, I still, like I said, I'm going to live to 180 and then push for 200 after that. At 77, I'm still still young enough to stay to keep my keep my mouth no I can't keep my mouth shut can I uh, I get in trouble with that one don't either TJ <laughs> my, <laughs> well. my mother my mother had an old saying that if if you um anything you wanted to know and then mind you I do keep secrets too that they're classified but uh says just take little Kenny and wind him up set him in the corner and he'll entertain you <laughs> I've been stuck with that all my life I, I'm not an entertainer but I'm not too too afraid of standing up in public and presenting the truth and talking about things that people would like to know about. If I can, if I can provide you with any good information and material that, that helps you understand who we are, what we are, and where we are in this this universe, then, then I'm doing what I'm here for. That's the best I can say. So you put in the work there, DJ. Ken, I appreciate you and Kimberly representing. Uh, both sides of the coin, and yet, you know, but just the fact that you've been around so long in this UFO business and uh, for UFO enthusiasts, our, our main listening audience. But, folks, you would be – he's going out to the people that maybe would go to the Alien Expo, but they wouldn't really be interested in all the stuff that Jan uh, Aldrich is doing for us and Barry Greenwood behind the scenes with all the – paperwork of all the people that have had sightings, and this is working together to get all this done with our governments around the world. So, you know, it's uh, about time we leave, and uh, I don't know where all that noise is coming from. It's not a mad. It must be. I'm here, and I'm beeping. I just hear a lot of strange stuff. A mad... Do you know what's causing that? It's not you. It's coming Can you hear me? Kimberly. I'm going to the yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, I was in with the TP. I thought that we were done. Okay. Done. Put it on mute. Put it on mute when you're not done. Okay. <laughs> 
I got no clue what the beeping is. Okay. Well, uh, Ahmed, uh, could you sort of pull this together? Because uh, Ken's going to step out in the limelight at a different, brand new one he's never been to in the public eye. And I'm not sending one of my uh, security details. I had planned on having our men in black escort him as we do our diplomats around the world. And uh, he is the man that's in charge of my personnel and information and my diplomat security. A lot of these people, folks, don't want to be out in public without private security, okay? And I've always been able to supply that in and out of country. So I feel really bad for Ken having to go into a public uh, big convention center. You know, we wouldn't do that to the president of our United States. And Ken is in my business, in the metaphysical paranormal business, is a household name. So uh, Mad uh, can't be there. Mad and I work the actual boards. There's a lot of radio stations that will go down if we're not doing what we do in a lot of websites because we're webmasters. So a lot of people don't understand it's very hard for me to leave uh, cyberspace, and I'm doing my best to pull 50 to 75 to 100 websites all together and point them towards one. So please join us, and uh, I'm going to be training more people around the world in the United States mainly because uh, we're going to grab back a lot of our reins here in the United States in our products and services, so we need your help. So any donations would be appreciated considering we never get any. <laughs> so we're going to learn how to do that better between Revolution Radio, Cosmos Radios, and TJMRC T Radio with our ACO group here. And uh, we're very proud of our uh, chosen culture and community. And uh, we'd like to welcome you all to be UFO enthusiasts and space advocates with us. And uh, start listening to some of the people on Friday night. Kimberly's helping us develop our Friday and Saturday shows. We know we've been doing them for years and years. But uh, people come and go. And uh, the uh, Hawaii office is uh, Dr. Alexander Lesson and Janet Care Lesson in there, where the Ace Folk Life and Ancient Cultures Origin Division. And uh, now they're uh, taking off, uh, but I think they'll be coming out in 2020 with all of us at different expos. Okay, Ken, well, I wish you well, and I hope you've got all your uh, promotional material together. I'm sorry I won't be meeting you, even though you're coming to the East Coast. I should be at Knoxville. I ran Knoxville uh, events seven years with some of the hotels over there. I used to put up their calendar every year on the Internet, and uh, I had directories and libraries, but uh, I'm going to get an index up, and we're going to do better with our, our associations around the world. And, uh, Ken, you have a great time tomorrow. And uh, what are you, are you wearing? Are you wearing your blue jumpsuit? Are you wearing a black one? What color? Uh, did you get any of the uh, Allied Command patches on your any of your stuff? Did you get anything like that? The Allied Command group together yet? Hold on just a minute. I think you're on. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. I couldn't hear you. Yeah, What'd you say? say? My, my uh, very dark, dark blue, navy dark blue flight suit. I'll be wearing that most of the time. And uh, perhaps the next time I'm going to have some uh alien grays come and represent us and and come in there because um um yeah i'm 
it's this is going to get very exciting, very interesting. I'm not too concerned about my reputation with uh, having able to have fun because after all, if Buzz Aldrin and the the others can be on programs and make a heck of a lot of money doing it back in those days, I'm not out for the money. I'm out for the truth. And so well, I'm, you uh, it's called educational entertainment, Ken, and the world's okay with that because we do it every day in film, documentary, advertising, marketing, promotions, and you are a figurehead for bringing us all together at the Alien Expo, folks. That's Alien Expo, and then we will have our magazine called, uh, to bring everybody together, a journal, a catalog called the Alien Stargate Organization, and uh, we'll get uh, I'm mad to help us with artwork, and we'll be working on that and putting up some RSS feeds of different podcasting we're going to feature and uh, different speakers like Ken. So I'll get some stuff out there for you, Ken, and you be sure and take us a lot of pictures to put in our I Alien will. Stargate. Let your wife know we're launching this at the Alien Expo with Ken, and then Ken's going to be taking pictures. And uh, we'll have Men in Black and X-Filers and uh, any of the actual space, uh, future space. He's representing NASA's uh, space ambassadors and Cosmos ambassadors. And uh, Ken, what's the old one from when you used to work there? Your wife knows the name of it. I've I've got my badge. I'm a solar system ambassador. He's a, a solar system ambassador for a company as a civilian contractor, and now we're contracting to represent our Allied Command at our Alien Expo in one of the first speakers ever because it's our first it's our first expo, folks. So on the east side, called Alien Expo, Knoxville Convention. So please join us. All right, Cameron, we got you tomorrow night. Thank you. Ken, thank you, Ahmed. We're out of time. And please launch us tomorrow, Ken, Fleet Commander for Alien Stargate. Can you remember that, Ken? Alien Stargate. And we have the I wrote it down. Okay, Alien yeah. Stargate. And that's going to be Alien a pictures. All right. Sounds thank good. you, everybody. Right. Have a good evening. Right. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank Thanks, you, everybody. Okay, Kimberly, call me. Okay, call me after. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.